Hi, I'm Lawrence. And I'm Karen Tam, and we are the co-hosts of Inside the Champion's Mind. I'm super excited. Are we going shopping? No, not really. We are going to be in Melbourne, though. For shopping? No, we're not going to be shopping. We're going to be at the Wellness Summit, September 10th and 11th at the Melbourne Convention Center. That's pretty exciting. It is exciting because it's your first time going to be there. It is. And along with a whole bunch of other people, too. But even though, whether they're your first time or your second time or third time, you definitely want to come out because it's the last time we're going to do it in Melbourne. That's awesome. So you can still register. You can still register. Get in. There's also going to be myself, Damien, Brett, and along with Upper the Chat Girls, Marcus Pierce, Joe Witten, Kale Brock, Steph Loeb, the Mary Make Sister, and Tim Robards. So to register, can they save any money? Yes, they can. And I like saving money. Yes, so you can go shopping. Go shopping. There we go. (laughs) So to register and receive $100 off your ticket, go to thewellnesssummit.com and enter the code FIRSTSUMMIT16. That's FIRSTSUMMIT16. Go to thewellnesssummit.com. We'll see you there. Shopping. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith, and I'm going to the summit! <laughs> I'm Kim Morrison. And are you going to the summit too, Kimmy? I am. Don't we you. have you hanging? I am. And you. I'm Tidio Mira. And I'm going to the summit. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I just thought that given today's topic of going to the wellness summit in fabulous Melbourne at the convention centre, I think given that we're talking about that summit and why we love doing that kind of work, I thought it just, you know, it kind of just burst out of every pore with excitement (laughs) to say that we're all going to be there. I think it's going to be amazing. They've got such an incredible lineup this year and it's going to be completely different to every other year. The way that the boys have planned it is going to be amazing. Have you heard all about it? Have you heard what Marcus is doing? Well, I know we're all doing like TED Talk um style yeah. yeah ted talk which i think is a great idea because it gives um the audience the best you know there's no um waffle because you know you've only got 20 minutes and you've got to get your point across and i love ted talks i'm often I'm, like yesterday i watched another ted talk my gosh it was mind-blowing so i think it's a really good format i think it's a great format to and especially it's no longer um the wellness couch being the up for chat girls and the wellness guys, which is how it started. The wellness guys were first and then it was us. And now, my gosh, you know, there's so many uh, other programs. You know, there's the wellness girls now, those two chiropractors. There's, of course, Quirky Journey with Joe Witten and Fouad. There's um, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist. There's isn't Kale, Kale Brock. There's, it's yeah. like I can't keep up myself. I cannot yeah. keep up with what the Wellness Couch is doing. And I just think it's a fabulous um, medium to get the information out there in the way of podcasts because I don't want to listen to mainstream media anymore. Mm. I have my podcasts going in my car all the time. It's um, one right after the other and it's 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 awakening, it's education, it 
it's brilliant. And But then to be able to meet each one of these people, I'm really, really looking forward to meeting the wellness girls. Um, they just sound like – they sound two amazing women just out there to change the world. I'm really looking forward to meeting them. And, of course, seeing Kale again and Quirky Joe. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing Joe. And Fawad's coming this year, so I'll get to meet Fawad. He's such – an amazing um, comic. So, oh, and then there's us. We're going to be there, the three of us. I was waiting for you to say us. I was, us. I was also excited to see that, Cindy, you weren't originally able to come. So the fact that you've changed, moved the world to be there with us, we're very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to be there because I just – Look, there was so much happening um, this year, especially with What's With Wheat, and um, it's the beginning of the New Zealand College of Chiropractic Nutrition Program, which I've written. Um, that starts that weekend, that on the Friday. So it was like, how do I do the Wellness Couch and this New Zealand um, program? Because I always um, speak for the first um, week of the nutrition program, you know, setting the stage, talking about philosophy and vitalism and anthropology and culture aspects of food so I like to set the stage and um, so I went okay fine I, ca I can do this I can I can get to the wellness because it's only a couple of hours from Auckland seriously it's not that far <laughs> it's just my daughter you know I like to see, see my daughter that's yeah that's always a lovely thing so to do is, is can to I ask both of you darlings I know that the wellness summit is life-changing for us and one of the greatest things that occurs for us is not only to catch up with one another but to see what we've all done over the last year this is our fifth year of the wellness summit and it's amazing how much everyone particularly the wellness guys and us have expanded grown developed I, I just wanted to ask you because one of the reasons why I was talking to Marcus about this just the other day it's like we all go to different developmental workshops, seminars, um, summits. We all are online at different learnings and different things. What do you both think is the importance and relevance of going to events? And secondly, do you think it's really important to take people with you? <laughs> <laughs> Can I answer that one first? Yeah, you go. Okay, so I find when you go to a live event to just listening to podcasts is that you not only meet the people that you've been listening to for the year with the podcast and listen to their information, but there's the, there's the group that goes. There's not only the stall holders, you know, the part of the expo and the stands who I find fascinating in their own right, even if they're not one of the speakers um, and have created a wonderful friendship with one I met last year, one of the girls that I met last year. Um, I can't believe it's been 12 months since I, I've met this girl and, and we've um, got an amazing friendship going and we've just done a joint venture together. Um, yeah, so that's what I did at the Wellness Couch last year. But I think whenever I go to a seminar like this, and when I'm listening to people, and it doesn't matter what the topic is. So next week I'm speaking at a paradigm shift one and, and a naturopathic one. And and um, I just find it revs you up. It inspires you to keep going and whatever that you are doing and whether where you are in your journey for change, it seems to just give you that that kick up the A, if, if I could say it, and it, gi it gives you more information and arms you with um, knowledge that allows you to act on that knowledge when you get home. 
And so the podcasts every week, you know, keep you up with that knowledge and gives you that information. But that one weekend a year where you, you know, you're surrounded by like-minded people talking about the same thing, whether it be mental, physical, emotional, relationship, chemical health. It doesn't matter what the health is. But it, I don't know, it's like an injection of inspiration that you get. And um, that, that's what it is for me when, when I go to these types of conferences. And, um, yeah, and, and then for a speaker, I get to meet the people that have come to listen to me or listen to us and you hear these inspirational stories you say oh someone will come up and they'll say hey Cindy I read your book 10 years ago and it changed my life and sometimes you don't know when you're in your office like we are all right now the three of us are in our offices and um, we don't realize the impact that a word can can make until somebody actually comes up to us and tells us. So if anybody's listening and they've had that happen with them because they've been listening to Up For A Chat or listen to Karen or listen to Kim, then we love you to come up and talk to us. We want to hear your story um, because it not only hopefully we're inspiring you, but we want you to inspire us to to keep going. And And for me, you know, I haven't been well and that's that's saying something. In my 56 years on this planet, I um, very rarely get sick. But I've had almost a week of not feeling 100% and taking time out of my busy schedule and realizing the importance of, of that we must all do that. And I, I think sometimes I got, I got to the point where I thought, why do I do what I do? Am I happy doing what I'm doing? Is it worthwhile? Is it, um, is it making a difference? Is it creating, um, you know, you, you want to know. You want to hear from people. And would I be right for you too? Do you want to hear? You want people to come up to us and talk to us and say, yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that. You know, developing and expanding our minds, I think for me, is really the key. And I think these sorts of summits really provide an opportunity for people to do that. And I think that, you know, to be, for us, to be able to share ourselves one-on-one -on -one and in person, I think there's nothing better. There's nothing better because, like you said, Cindy, it's all very well to be in your office and it's all very well to be behind the computer or the MP3 player, but when you actually get to put faces to names, you start to see that one of the things that people say to us all the time is, oh, I feel like I know you girls. I feel like we're family already. Like I feel like we've been sitting in your lounge room the whole time. And it's true, you know, and it's not like we are untouchable. You know, like sometimes there are some people that you can't get to and that you can't reach. Um, and you can't connect with in the flesh. But certainly for us, I think that's what really gives us the juice to keep going is to know that what we're doing makes a difference and what we're doing matters to the real people. So I think that it, I think that going to these summits is one of the best ways to really get up close and personal with the people that you do follow and the people whose message you do enjoy. And to also meet new people, to meet new 
new ideas, hear new concepts, new perceptions. You know, I, I think I think it's one of the best things you can possibly do. And in a, in, a, in a layout like the way that the boys do it, the wellness guys do it, it just makes it so easy because it's almost like a one stop tasting shop where you get to you get to taste the flavor of everybody's message and then decide what you like and what you want to continue to play with from that point on it's kind of like a bit of a tapas i say bit of a tapas (laughs) a tapas i like that yes i do like that tapas you get to have a little taste of everything (laughs) everybody yeah do you know know what what i've loved what i've loved also is when um i think the greatest the greatest revelations for me. It's all very good and well going to these things on your own, like, and I do, but I have gone to things on my own. But, you know, when someone says something, you go, oh, my God, that was funny, or, oh, wow, did you get that? Or And, it, and to me, taking someone with you, taking someone important to you, I know for myself when Danny's ever come to an event with me, it's like we're both on the same page when we leave. We're both talking the same language. We're both talking the same, um, having the same conversation around what it is that we're both passionate about. So I think my only add-in to that would be if you have got a mum or a sister or a daughter or a friend or a group of you or a partner, if you can drag them there, hopefully they will see the impact and how extraordinary it is is when and it's not a big cell fest it's not a big um you know you're not you're not in some cult or some um hippie kind of environment it's a very not that there's anything wrong with hippie environments i just mean that if in case you didn't want if it was too woo woo for some people it's not like that it's like you say there's so many different personalities particularly at the wellness summit there's so many different topics that are covered and the fact that they bring in this new flesh i mean it was fun the year we had pete evans on stage with us It was and, and Damien from that sugar film that same oh, that, oh, that was the same year. Yes. Yes. So yeah, if you can get someone to come along with you, then you know, there's something that's happened a lot for a number of people. I know for me, even at the end, so here we are thinking mostly it's women that comes to these things. At the end of one of the wellness summits one year, I launched and was so proud to launch my health and lifestyle educator program. The first person that came up to me to talk to me in the break was a beautiful man, Simon. And he just walked straight up to me and he goes, I don't care what it is, I don't care how it is, there was something about you and I want my wife to do your program. So it was like, um, I was so flabbergasted, but beautiful Anna was the first person that signed up, all because her gorgeous husband, Simon, who had never gone to one of those things in my understanding, just saw what could be what could occur and he loved it from a health perspective and I think most men that come to it actually do get a lot out of it would you guys would you guys agree yes no it's not just a girly thing hey the wellness boys are there and there's Cal Brock and there's lots of men that are speaking it's not just a women's fest it's a and and I think more and more males Kim are beginning to awaken and realize that um, they need to look at at what they're eating and and how and how they're thinking and what they're putting on their skin and how what foods they need to ferment and what gut health they need. I'm thinking of all the speakers, you know, <laughs> and what they'll be speaking on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, I think it's it's for both. Yeah. Let me ask you both. What was the last summit or event or conference you both attended, and what did you get out of it? You go first on this one, Cindy. Um, when oh, I'm just trying to think. 
Well, last weekend, last weekend or the weekend before, I cre- I did a conference for um, my education students, and we had it in Melbourne, and we had six amazing speakers. I didn't speak. It wasn't about me. It was about them getting information from other people. So we had Nicole Bismar and Mark Cohen. So Nicole spoke on chemicals in the home, how they affect your health. She was mind-blowing. And one of the things that she said that has really resonated with me, she says, we have these canaries in the coal mine, these ones that are affected by just walking down a grocery um, aisle that has all the chemicals in it, all the sprays and the cleaners and everything like that, and they are affected. She said, don't think because you're not affected by it that your actual genetics are not being changed as a result of the epigenetic power of the, the, the smells or the cleaners or the chemicals that are emanating out of it. She said, I think these canaries in the coal mines are warning us about you know, what is happening. So that really resonated with me. Mark Cohen talked about chemicals in the environment and um, the buildup of chemicals and what it was doing to the planet. And and that was fascinating. Um, Dr. Steve Myers talked about the microbiome and really got into the nitty gritty of Firmicutes and Bacteroides and the balance between them and how it changes how we metabolize our food and whether we're going to be overweight or not. So he talked about that. We had um, Dr. Nicole Avard who talked on methylation and um, on the MTHFR gene and epigenetics and meth- and it was just like... Her information was absolutely mind-blowing. And then we had Rachel Arthur, who's a naturopath out of Byron Bay, and Rachel Arthur spoke on acid-alkaline balance and the foods that we're consuming and how um, if we create a more alkaline body, then, you know, we can have health. And then the last speaker was Dr. Wayne Todd, who's actually been on up for a chat, and I know you two girls just loved him. (laughs) Um, So, you know, so Dr. Wayne talked on the sympathetic dominance and – um, how important it was to get out of that fight-flight syndrome of life and come back into the parasympathetic and start to calm down. And he talked about the the factors that you need to do in order to do that, from rose-coloured glasses to, you know, opening up your thoracic um, by laying on, you know, that um, so that circular thing mm. uh, that you put on your spine and you lay on it, so that opens that up, as well as dulling the noises down. So that's two days was incredible, absolutely incredible. But I didn't give them 20 minutes. I gave them each two hours to speak because for my education students, I wanted them to get into the nitty-gritty of the information. It was really important that they understood methylation, sympathetic dominance, acid-alkaline balance, as well as um, microbiome, toxins in the home and, and the environment. Like To me, it was the best conference I've ever been to. <laughs> I know that's – I know because the reason why it was the best conference is because I wanted these speakers all in one room at one place and I wish I'd recorded it. I, I really wish oh, I'd – Oh, you didn't record it? No, I did not record it. And the information um, I want to listen to over and over and over again. And I know the students that were there. We had around 120 students of our 360 that were there. and. Uh, it was one of the most, um, yeah, mind-blowing conferences and I'm going to do it again next year. Um, it was, for us, it was a break-even thing. We didn't, it wasn't about making any money. It was actually about educating our students. And so we, we did 
just break even. I, I got the finances to it and I think we were $386 ahead. <laughs> um, that's but invaluable. for me... Look, it was invaluable for my students. It was invaluable for me. And it gave each of those speakers um, new a new audience because each of these speakers are so passionate about what they do and love what they're doing and are making amazing changes in the lives of the people that they serve. And, um, you know, there were doctors and naturopaths and chiropractors and home experts and, and professors. So... I, is that what you wanted from me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Well, what, what about you, Kimmy? I, I know you've been on that tour. You went on that amazing tour, didn't you? Oh, yeah, like in, in France. That was the latest thing I was yeah. on, which was a whole week of learning about Ayurvedic medicine with skin hair, um, obviously what lavender does and how it works on all levels of the body. I loved it, loved it, loved it, and I raved endlessly with Karen about that one. I'm at present um, on the online Essential Oil Revolution program that's on at the moment, the Essential Oils Revolution 2, so I've subscribed to that and I'm loving the information coming out of that, which is all free. Um, of course, I think the later, the last summit I attended live, um, apart from the one that I just did over in France, did I mention France, um, <laughs> may have been, oh, well, like attending your, um, your graduation weekend to me was very mind-boggling and, and entertaining and certainly a lot of learning there. Beautiful, Cindy, and then Karen being a part of our Essential Miracle Retreat. I consider those great learnings for me as well because mm. I learned so much from you girls and I learned so much putting my content together because I love to give something new or to challenge myself and expressing it in a different way. So sometimes I find putting on your own event, just like what you just said for you, Cindy, I think sometimes you can learn even more because you're so passionate about the delivery of it. So I find I'm constantly, I'm just about to finish my environmental health certificate course um, in October this year. That's been the last year. So I've absolutely loved learning as much as I can in that. I, to me, it's a never-ending, whether it's a summit, an online program a podcast or whether it's a um, going to an event or putting one on I I think what you said before Karen nailed it it's about expansion expansion of the mind body heart and soul and I think if we're not educating ourselves and learning and constantly learning, um, I heard um, this quote where when we're matured and we think we know everything we begin to rot <laughs> but when yeah, you, you know, when you when you ripen, you matured, you begin to rot. That's the next stage. But when you're green, and you don't believe that you know everything, and that you keep learning and learning and learning, then you do begin to ripen. But you never rot because you always believe you're green. And I think it's when we stop, but when we think we know everything, and we stop learning is when we, we do begin to rot and go stale. And so, you know, all of the summits that are out there, you know, I, I've, I've been wanting to listen to that aromatherapy one, but it's just not it's just not in my calendar to, to do because there's, there's the diabetes one, there's the gut one, there's the, oh, my gosh, there are so many free summits out there. You know, people don't need to go to university these days. They just need to listen to these summits and they become – 
you know, you, you then start to realize that there's a lot of information out there in every book that we read. So at the moment, I'm reading The Oldest um, Foods on Earth, and it's a book about Australian Aboriginal foods. And in southeast Queensland alone, there are 2,000 varieties of native fruits. Wow. This, this is mind-blowing. You know, it's it's mind-blowing. And the, the other book that I'm reading at the moment is called The Diet Myth, and this is another new book that's out by an English professor. So it's not only these these wonderful summits and um, and if we can't get to some of them, if, if you're in, you can't get to them, then there's all these beautiful um, online summits and then, then there's all these amazing books. It's, it's not the same as meeting the people in, in the flesh, I don't think, and really being in amongst it, but it is available to us, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the upside to the way that we're consuming content, content these days. Now you think back to when you had to go into Dimmicks or ABC Books and that was the only way that you could actually get anything new. And now it, it's just this plethora of, of information that you've only got to Google something that you're interested in and there's you just easily can find yourself completely immersed for days on end. And it's amazing. The Audible, I, I find I get lots and lots out of my um, subscription, subscription to audible.com where I get lots of my um, audio books that I listen to when I'm on the planes or if I'm in the car. I find that absolutely amazing. Um, and then also the Kindle, you know, you're downloading on your Kindle, which makes it so, so easy. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've got to be honest, I've got to be honest, I am a huge fan of the live event. Yeah. And I, don't, I, I know a lot of people prefer, you know, that have got kids and, you know, that are a bit, a bit, a bit um, restrained that way. But for me, it's just the live event totally rocks. Where I can meet the speaker, where I can, you know, get a sense of them energetically, I can really feel what they're what they're conveying and their message, you know, it, it, it really helps cement it and really embed it for me, which is why I think that the summits are amazing. And I think it's why one of the big reasons why I continue to do live events as well, and all of us three, you know, we continue to do our live stuff because that's where we, it's really where we get to play. It's really where we get to interact with the people on the ground on a day-to-day basis. And I think I've, I've, I've flirted. I've flirted a couple of times with going fully online. And I've got my effortless self right now that's half online and half live. And I think I, I think that's as far as I would ever go with it, you know. I don't think I would ever not include that beautiful intimacy that you get when you go to something like the summit or a live event. You know, I, I think let's face it, darling. Like that. Seeing you live and go into oh. I mean, not only is it eye candy and it's beautiful to watch, but you're unbelievable. Oh, Oh, but yes, seriously, when you go, haven't we talked about this, Cindy, when she goes into flow and yeah. when she mm-hmm. just starts, oh, so do you, I mean, I guess most good speakers have that ability, but when you watch you go into, we were talking about you the other day, actually, Karen, to my um, graduates, and we are just, you know, because a lot of people, you finish one program or you finish something, and then you're like, okay, now what? Because what happens is, I think, the more you learn, it's not like, uh, to me, it's not the more I learn, the more I know. To me, it's the more I learn, the more I realise I don't know. It opens up so many more possibilities. And here's, here would be my piece of advice on anything that you're doing online, in the person, in the flesh, 
with somebody. Um, I heard this a number of years ago. Unless you are willing to be in the room or be a part of the program 100%, whatever it is that's on offer, you have to commit to it 100%. If you leave the room to go and have a phone call or to check Facebook or you don't hand in your homework or you don't turn up or show up in its full presence, then this speaker turned around and I've never forgotten it. I learned it in my early 20s. You have absolutely no right to critique to um, to say it wasn't worth it or to say you didn't get any value from it because his belief was unless you attended something with 100% ferocity of willingness to be there and to show up, then you never know that time you went out to check Facebook or go to the loo or miss something could have been the one gem that was just the nugget you needed to make the difference in your life. So that was the first thing that I would say. If you do attend anything or invest money into any program or anything itself, then you must give it your 100% attention or at least stay above the line in everything that you take on or learn from it. The other piece of advice that I've always loved is that whilst there's a lot of information that we know we know, it's brilliant. So, you know, I know how to be an aromatherapist, Cindy knows how to be a nutritionist, Karen knows how to be a flippin' mind psychologist, come therapist, come counsellor, come guru and all the things, <laughs> emotional, mental, like we know that. But we also, I know, I don't know how to talk about the microbiome the way you or Kirsty or other people in our world would. I also know that I don't know how to fly a plane. I know I don't know how to um, to, to be a scientist in, in micromedicine or bi, you know, bi, biomedicine, whatever it is. But the thing, here's the opportunity and here's the beautiful space that we can all sit in when we attend summits or we attend online events or listen to podcasts is there is a truckload, a truckload of information that we don't know, we don't even know. And if we can stay in that space with any learning, even if a speaker irritates you or a speaker says something that you don't agree with, stay in the space of, I don't know, I don't know that. And and my line, whenever I have something come up that I may not have necessarily agreed with or maybe even like the way it's delivered, uh, my comment to myself is always, oh, that's interesting. And then my next question is, I wonder why I have a charge around that or I wonder why I'm not resonating with that. And I inquire from that level rather than what the speaker said or hasn't said. And that was one of the biggest lessons I've ever had from you, Karen, is is the non-judgment of the information that you learn. And if I can teach my children that, to not judge what they hear but to find it interesting and then find the pearls and the things like what you said at the beginning that works with me, judge or not even judge but go with that flow and stay in the don't know, don't know possibility with my cup completely empty and I'll fill it back up with all my baggage and all my opinions and all my values and all my judgments when I leave the event, then that's a beautiful place to sit in receiving information, particularly new information. What do you guys think? I felt like I just got on my pedestal then. That was quite that was quite on it. I, actually, oh, oh, I thought it was a great pedestal to be on. <laughs> I was about to start cheering you on. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Because I, I think there was something that I wrote and I, gosh, and I know I wrote it. I know I did. It's um, in order to teach, we must learn. And in order to learn, we must not know. <laughs> there was more to it than that. But it's also it, it it is that like if you think about if you think about a little kid in comparison to a grown up person, 
you know, we think that the grown-up has to teach that the teach the little kid how to be in this world and what to do and how to look after themselves. But when you actually look at the two, which one has more joy in their life, the kid or the, or the grown-up? <laughs> and by far, the kid has way more joy in their life. And when you think about a kid, a kid knows nothing about nothing. So every moment is a moment for them to be in the total and most committed state of curiosity about everything that's in his surroundings or her surroundings. Everything is new. For the first time they're seeing pink, for the first time they see a cat and they feel what a cat feels like and they go through this full sensory experience of it. But when we get older, we think we know what a cat is. We think we know what a cup is. We think we know what a cloud is. We don't know jack about freckle. We don't know anything about anything. We don't we know what to do with the cup. We know what to do with water, but we have no idea what water is. We have no idea what it actually is. And we have no idea what to do with, I mean, we know what to do with a plant, but we have no idea what a plant actually is, the, the mechanics of it, the working of it. We might think that we've got an idea as to what to do with our body. We know how to use it. We know how to walk. We know how to talk. But we have no idea about what the body actually is. And that innate intelligence that automatically beats our heart and breeds us, we've got no idea about that. So I often look to kids nowadays and I think to myself, if our children and our animals could actually be our teachers, we would find the process of life far more exhilarating, far more curious, far more exciting. And learning would just be a constant way of being and we would never look at a cup like we know what a cup is. You'd always look at the cup like it's the first time you've seen it with absolute curiosity and wonderment of what that cup is capable of and how it can work. I, I, I just think, you know, like it's almost as if there's this awakening of, possibility in the way that we see ourselves and each other and what surrounds us when we're willing as you said Kimmy Poo to not know mm. to be in the not knowing of life to be in the curiosity of everything and to not presume that we know jack about freckle we don't we don't know anything about anything and our willingness to be like that leaves us completely curious and then in an experimental stage you know, and now, now we're talking about biohacking. Now we're talking about mind hacking. Now we're talking about everything and to just be free to play, you know, and free to, to choose and free to experiment and free to experience and take what works and leave what doesn't and not be so rigid. And I think that um, certainly when I'm at the summit, that's going to be a big underlying theme in the presentation that I deliver is around living effortlessly and that comparison between a rigid body and a rigid mind versus flexible body, flexible mind, and where the strength actually lies in the contrast. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited about being able to go down the rabbit hole with all of that. And actually, funnily enough, I got a message from somebody today because we're in the middle of this great big marketing campaign to promote the effortless self. And I got a message from somebody today named Sonia, bless her. She said to me, oh, Karen, she said, I've been down so many rabbit holes with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I've yeah. yeah, welcome to our world, Sonia. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> welcome to our world. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm desperate to go down more rabbit holes. Where do I sign up? 
do you know? You just you said something really interesting there too, and and I think this is what I love particularly about the two of you is. Um, like Cindy, every time you go to an event or you've attended one or you're speaking at one, you are like a kid in a candy shop about the latest bit of information you've just learned or that you've just heard or there is such excitement and same in yours, Karen, when you uh, like look at you with this program and everything that you're delivering. And I think that's the beauty. I love staying in that place of nothingness or no thingness where we can actually just be a sponge. Don't judge it. Don't, like, it doesn't matter. I, I think this has come up for me lately because some people are, you know, I've had an email from someone just saying, you know, this, oh, I don't know if I like that person or this person. And, and I'm like, my gosh, don't look at the person. Listen to what they're saying. Look at what, or if it's not that person, find someone that you do resonate with because that's okay too. But I do love the way you both um, get really excited about learning new stuff. What would be... The the, the the number one starting place for you girls, if you are on this path, obviously we're in the health arena, what's your number one tip as far as um, where you should start on your journey of opening up? Because let's face it, gut health has had a lot of um, media space and a lot of um, airtime, and yet people still don't quite understand it. So, Cindy, I'd love to ask you, where would you start on the nutritional gut health path, if, if I was just learning that my child was having problems or I didn't know where to go or who would I listen to? And, and Karen, who question. would yours be from a, I, I don't understand, my relationships seem to be falling over, I don't know where to go. Like how do I, where do I start, girls? um well you know of course I'm going to say I've got all the information come and start with me I try and do it as basically as I possibly can um but I I don't have all the information I you know there's like there's this new book out that I was talking about just before that's called the diet myth and it's all it's actually all about the microbiome so and then there's Dr David Perlmutter who wrote the book um, Brain Maker which is all about the microbiome and and then there's our 10-week course on the microbiome and then there's the nutrition education which is all on the microbiome so you know I I know I have a lot of information with regards to the microbiome but as far as somebody who has a child that is not well and they know that met that what they're doing right now is not working and then they have to look for something alternative then we have to go back to the basics. The microbiome is, to me, it's it gets too confusing for people. So what are the basics? Okay, I'm feeding my kids McDonald's um, and Kentucky Fried Chicken and I didn't breastfeed them or I don't know. They, it could be anything like that. What, what do I do? I don't know anything. I don't know anything from McDonald's and Takeaway and Lean Cuisine. So then I would refer them to my book, Changing Habits, Changing Lives, because, you know, that's been going since 1998 and it gives people – the actual basics the other thing is is to go to a seminar like the wellness couch where the conversation will be around all things blow your absolute mind off a tree um you know off the neck because it will if you are just starting out but at least you will have it blown and you know you have to do things differently it will be like a paradigm shift it will be like something um it's completely foreign to you. So we know that there are three types of people 
um, that are indicated by health insurance companies and life insurance companies. And there are the people that no matter what you say to them, no matter what you try and help them or any way, they will drink, eat and smoke as much as they want and take as many drugs as they want and they really don't care about their own environment, which is their body, or the environment that they're destroying in the meantime. And then there is a group of people out there, and this is the group that I would hope would come to the Wellness Summit, that they're they're open to suggestion, that they know what they're doing isn't working, and that they need to do something different. And I think the Wellness Summit gives them a smorgasbord of information and that someone will resonate with them in order to make those changes. And it could be Kale Brock and his discussion on fermented foods. It could be meeting Kirsty Worth and her discussion on uh, what she does with the gut and how it changes the brain. You know, it could be um, perhaps even Steph Lowe, who's a natural nutritionist, may also speak on it. It could be me just saying, hey, this is what we know um, about the, the topic of wheat and gluten and how it affects the gut. It doesn't matter, but at least it gives you that smorgasbord of information. Or it could be listening to Karen in that I'm, you know, they could be someone who's really negative. They could be somebody that's, um, and, and negativity and, and stress is a big part to play in gut health. So that may resonate with them and they may want to go on that path. Or they could resonate with you, Kimmy, and get out and get off their butt and go out and do something and exercise or use natural skincare and aromatherapy in order to help whatever it is that's happening in their life. So I know that it's really hard to just say, go to this place. But I think if they are that group that are open to suggestion, they know that what they're doing isn't working, they need to do something different, then to me, here's your smorgasbord, take your pick, what works for you. Mm-hmm. And then there's that group that the insurance the insurance want to who they want to insure these health insurance and life insurance companies want to insure is this middle group because they know they're open to suggestion and they know once they have them in their club that they can suggest well perhaps you should try diet or perhaps you should try mind things or perhaps you should try this so they're looking at, at looking at them to get them in because they know that they're not going to cost them a fortune whereas the people that are the rednecks who say I'm not going to change anything in my life I'm just going to stay the way I am they don't want to insure them and then there's that group that just want more information I think they're like the three of us that they're just hungry for more information and you know they have smorgasbords everywhere they have smorgasbords in um, live events they have smorgasbords at summits in books in audio in podcasting and <laughs> yeah so I don't know if I answered your question there but um yeah no, definitely, and that I think would it's be, really that would be the answer. Yeah, but I think it's it's a starting point. It doesn't matter where we're at, and even if you're really advanced, coming to the a thing like the summit or going to any of those kind of big events, often for me, like I've been listening to both of you girls for nearly a decade, and I learn something new every time. <laughs> so I think it's sometimes it reinforces, or sometimes you get that aha occur where something I've been trying to grasp and understand. I couldn't say glyphosate for two years, and now I can. I'm so proud of myself, but. 
I had somebody interviewing me yesterday that couldn't say glyphosate, you know, <laughs> because it's a new word. It's not something that everybody says. I remember when I first saw it, I'm like, gang, glyph, glyph. <laughs> I only figured it out after I watched What's With Wheat. I mean, I really just, because it got said so many times how I went glypho, glyphag, glyphe, glyphosate. Oh, Kezi, tell us what you would do, darling, for people that are really struggling in the, because let's face it, it, it is, it, you can go and learn all the stuff or you can take yourself there, but unless you're in the right mindset to receive the information, to be open to the information or to actually want the information, do you think it starts in the mind? Look, you know, I think that the mind and the body are very, um, obviously very connected and I think that the body is very noisy on a cellular level. So I think it's very important that the body is equally as, is, is paid as much attention to as the mind and I think that to look at one without the other is, is, is you know, potentially contradictory. It's, it's, it's potentially to, it, it's like solving half the problem. And I think that, um, you know, when it comes to the body, the body holds so much memory and the memory is embedded on a cellular level that is not just through our lifetime. And Cindy talks about this. It's not just through our lifetime. It's through generations beyond us. You know, there's a saying, that I think I mentioned it even at last year's summit, where I said, you know, there's no way that you could possibly know what your great, 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 great grandmother looked like, yet you have her nose on your face. <laughs> so your body holds memory way beyond what you can ever possibly imagine. So to think that we can only address one part of the equation is, is our greatest folly. And I see a lot of that. Um, and I think that um, to find ways to be able to create harmony and strength and flexibility, both physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually, I think it's a necessity. And I, and I actually think that there's this beautiful groundswell that's occurring and certainly in my frame of reference in the last six months, I can see that there's this huge, um, and I, you know, it's, it's a very trite term now, almost like authenticity, it's that a great awakening where people are starting to wake up to a, a new reality and a new possibility for themselves and it's all this beautiful education that's available. So I think for somebody who is just starting out, definitely I would say, um, you know, similarly to Cindy, I've set myself up to make sure that I'm that person's holding hand and that guiding light. But if I'm not your person, in, and, 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 you know, the word guru doesn't mean anything other than the person who sheds light where there is currently darkness. That's all that the word guru means. Mm. But if I'm not your person or if somebody else is not your person, then, you know, there are countless books. You've only got to jump onto Amazon. Or you've only got to Google. Um, and I did this once, actually. I Googled help me. And um, I got this plethora of content information that took me down lots of different rabbit holes based, or de you know, dependent on what I actually felt I wanted. So you've only got to Google help me <laughs> and you'll find so much information. But if you go into... Um, if you go into Amazon or um, Fishpond or iBooks or Book Depository, 
there's going to be so much there. Also on YouTube, you've only got to put in a couple of words of what you're interested in or what you think your problem might be. You know, it's, it's funny actually that we were even having this conversation. I, I was sitting in my car the other day and the car automatically syncs to my iPhone and it started playing some tracks that were in iTunes and there was a recording of a coaching conversation that I had with a man in the States. And the yeah, and I it was years back, it was five or six years back and I haven't listened to it since then. And my voice was in a state of despair. And I said to this guy, I said, I can see clearly. I can see where we're falling down. I can see where we're suffering. And the degree of sadness that I feel inside of myself is beyond what I can handle. I don't know what to do with myself and I need somebody to help me. I can't seem to help myself. I don't know what the answer is because I feel so sad and I feel so it's not depressed but it feels like that because I, I, I don't know what the purpose of life is. I don't know what the meaning of all of this is because actually everything that we've been striving for, that's not it. It's not it. This great strive for money and for uh, achievement and ambition, that's not it. And I've seen through that and now I don't know what to do with myself. And, oh, my goodness, I listened to this whole recording and I was so grateful that I had Googled help me and this man's name came up yeah and you know what you always say Karen everything is perfect everything is meant you know you always say that and and it's almost like the universe was directing you to him yeah Yeah. interesting totally totally it was it was it was an amazing it was an amazing thing to listen to really amazing but and and you know from there that then became the springboard to the next set of steps that I took, you know. And I think what you said, first of all, Kimmy, is to be willing to not know because, you know, this is what I think challenge is all for. Challenge is not for us to keep accessing what we already know. What we already know is serves purpose. Challenge in those down moments or those periods where we are lost or stuck and don't know what the answer is, it's not a bad place. In fact, it's the best place that we can possibly be. We've got to shift our perception on it because in from there there's the opportunity to know to learn but if we keep drawing on what we've always done we're going to keep getting what we've always had and this constant state of expansion and evolution and growth is really what being alive is about and if we can if we're only hanging on to knowing what we know then we're only ever going to go as far as we've gotten and that's not what being human is about human being human is expansion so Get excited about not knowing. Get excited about exploration and excavation and experimentation and experience. Get get excited about all of those things that we've hung the tag of this sucks onto because it's really it's it's the first step on the platform of the next level of life and it feels freaking awesome. So you both <laughs> would agree then that, Get uncomfortable being uncomfortable. I love that quote. I heard Sean no. Cross and say, "Get comfortable being get, uncomfortable." Get comfortable being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about you, Kimmy? You you yeah. asked a, a really good question. So, what, what? Where would you go? Where would you start? Like, self care is a really important place to start because most of us don't look after ourselves. But yeah, let us know where you would go. Um, 
I think, like, it's a, you know, every time I look, do I, for instance, my business, do I sell oils? I actually, I realized over the last couple of weeks, particularly doing my two and a half day weekend retreat last weekend, actually, no, I sell self care. I sell the concept of it and what it means. And I think really to, to ultimately learn anything or do anything new, and here, let me try this on the podcast with you two. I believe that the ultimate way to learn anything new is having an appreciation and respect for self-love. So if we love ourselves, if we feel good about who we are and we're honouring even the the challenges of life or the mishaps or the struggles or all the things, like you say, when we say it sucks to be me, if we can honour all of that and still come up saying that actually I'm worthy and I love myself, that's great. The hardest challenge of all is to turn around and say to someone, look, you know what, it's okay, just love yourself, you know, just it's just love you. And and for many of us when we're in the struggles of life, you'd want to wring the person's neck that's telling you to love you in that moment. So I realised that to get to self-love, there's actually a process, and, and I think it goes something like this, that first of all there has to be an awareness, and self-awareness is one of the greatest tools that we can start with. So when awareness that we're uncomfortable, an awareness that something needs to change, an awareness that we need to shift, an awareness that we want to grow, an awareness we want to learn, self-awareness is the first step. But to get to the ultimate all-elusive self-love, then I believe there comes a thing called self-discipline and self-discipline can come in many forms so the discipline of life is attending a summit a program doing a program doing a gym thing doing a weight loss thing doing something that requires effort structure and discipline because by doing something with discipline and attending to something that requires a weekly turn up or a daily turn up or whatever it is that the discipline the 28 days six weeks six months one year whatever it is the discipline of doing that is creating new neurochemical pathways that are going to override the old habits and become a new set of uh, disciplines that then allow the amazing thing called self-control. And when we have self-control, we're not going to put the stuff into our body that we don't like or onto our skin that we don't want. We're not going to feed our mind with negativity because now we have much stronger self-control around it or we can pick up on the default mechanisms a lot quicker or we can pick up on where we're losing track a lot quicker when we have self-control. And we won't fall off the wagon as easily as often or even at all again once we've got a new discipline down pat. Once we have self-control, then then we have self-respect. And when we have self-respect, we're going to make sure we take ourselves to the next level because we respect ourselves enough to never put something in our body that we wouldn't do before or we'd never um, say things that we may have said before because now we have a much stronger sense of self in regards to self-respect and we're not going to allow ourselves to to go into that level of of below-the-line behaviour. And once we have self-respect, then you're practicing self-care. Self-care does mean that you're going to take that week off because you haven't been well and you've pushed yourself too hard. Or you are going to make sure you walk the beach in bare feet to ground yourself because life's been so busy. Or you will take a lavender bath with some magnesium salts in it because you're not sleeping well because that is the ultimate self-care. And I can assure you, when you are doing self-care, when you are looking after yourself and making yourself worthy of doing programs, retreats, self-care rituals and all of these different things and eating well, then ultimately that's saying, I love me. And then here's the next thing. 
another challenge comes along and we have to start again. There's self-awareness now that now this is a a problem or an occurrence or a challenge. So therefore, I've got to get back into my discipline, which will create more self-control, which will have an awareness of self-respect, which in turn makes me want to care for myself better, which means I love myself again. And here's what you've both taught me. (laughs) It's never ending. (laughs) There's always going to be another level and another cycle. So yeah, I... That's my take on how I look at learning new things and now my understanding of where I fit into the realm of what I teach is, yes, I teach self-care and self-love, but I think that comes with all of the disciplines, the control, the respect and the the self-control that I can actually teach that. If I can help people understand that and really what I'm going to be teaching this year at the summit is is not even that heavy. You know what I'm sharing this year, girls? The 10 things I do before 10 a.m., my 10 before 10, that's what I'm sharing this year at the summit. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. She goes to the gym and plays with Ogilvy. Yes, I know that. <laughs> There's a few things in there. But, you know, it's like I love learning from people that have practical things that I can apply into my daily life the minute I leave there. What can I do now that's going to make an impact, which will help me with my discipline which in turn is the pathway to self-love. I love it. I absolutely love Beautiful. it. Mm. Mm. So on that note, we are coming to the end and I want to say to you, I want to ask you, what's the biggest take-home learning that you've applied in your daily lives from something you've learned in the last month, both of you now? Go. <laughs> Who's first? Who's going first? Karen. <laughs> Go, Karen. Oh. Dear me, dear me. The biggest thing in the last month that you've learned, that you've applied, that's worked for you in your life, be it food, health, nutrition, self-awareness, what? Yeah. Okay. So um, I've been doing a lot of yoga and the kind of yoga that I'm doing is not really the yoga that you'd find in a normal studio. It's It's a yoga that is very ancient and come from India. Um, so I go to special retreats and special classes um, in Sydney and also here in Brisbane. And um, one of the processes is all about um, quietening the body from a cellular level so that then clarity becomes possible. And one of the th- and it's been one of the most profound things that I think I've ever experienced is is to actually understand what it means to quiet the body. And it's been um, it's it's been huge. So I've been practicing that. I do it every day, and it has made a massive, massive change in the way that I am with everyone and everything. Before I used to have a lot of stress and angst, and like I used to, you know, work really hard. Now I don't work hard at all, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not ever prepared to. I'm not prepared to work hard anymore. I'm just not. I'm not willing to do that to myself because I think that I'm far more important. And managing my energy, which is beyond what I thought managing energy was, managing the energy now in the way that I know it now is is way more of a priority than anything else. So, yeah, I'm really stoked with that because it's taken me 46 years to get here. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> What's your there thing? You go. I love it. Well, yeah, I've been listening to um, – amazing podcast um, that's out of Australia. Um, They do like two and a half hour um, like interviews, which really gets into things in depth. And they're very much into looking at the world a little bit differently 
um, going beyond what we believe is the truth and looking at um, other ways. And it's it's funny, listening to this is creating an awareness around me of taking my blinkers off even further. I thought I'd had my blinkers off, but this is taking them off further. And one of the things that it's doing, there's two things it's doing, but one of the things it's doing is, is creating a bit of negativity uh, and doomsday. And I realized that it's okay to know this stuff, but rise above it and create a vibration that is above understanding this awareness of what's happening on the planet, but raise above it and raise at a higher frequency. And I know rose oil does that. So I've been putting rose oil on my heart every day, Kimmy, in order to raise my vibration. And I, I went to a conference um, about vibration and, you know, they talked about that there are how to raise your own vibration. So that's one thing. Um, that it has is, is taught me. But the other thing is on a more practical level, and that is seeing the waste and the consumerism of the planet and trying my very best to really understand waste and how can I reduce my impact on the planet. I can't expect anybody else to do it because I try to get my family to do it and then they're just... I don't know. They're just not doing it. But I'm really trying to um, look at when I buy something, the amount of packaging that's around it. Can I buy something similar without that packaging around it? And that is not only food, but that includes maybe clothing. It, um, it, like I bought cutlery the other day, you know. They didn't have enough for me at at Maya. So I needed new cutlery. I hadn't had cutlery for 30 um, new years and my cutlery was turning black. So then I can afford to go out and buy myself some new cutlery. So I went out and I bought cutlery. They didn't have uh, 20 pieces of each that I wanted. So they said, oh, we'll send it to you. Now, at that point, I, you know, my sphincters all came very tight, Miss Kimmy. <laughs> and I'm like going, well, then there's going to be packaging and then there's going to be this. But I thought, well, it can't be that hard to, to do packaging, you know, like it, it wouldn't be that hard. Well, when it came, I was furious, absolutely furious. I was so furious that I rang Myra and I said, do you not know how wasteful you were in doing what you just did? And you didn't need to do this much packaging and I think you need to become aware of it. So um, I, I'm trying my best and not to take the packaging on and, and yeah, I, I guess they're my, my two at the moment that, raise my vibration and learn to have a, le a lesser impact on the, on the planet. I guess they're my, my two. What about you, Kimmy? Oh, they're pretty big. Both of you are amazing actually. And so, so, so helpful. And thank you for the reminders, both of you. Um, I just, I complete on the waste thing. I just decluttered on the weekend and I decluttered my garage and, I just realised how much stuff I have sitting there that's not usable or needed and so I took a whole lot of stuff to the Salvation Army and, and it was such a nice feeling to go and, you know, take things that we're not using anymore that I know someone else would become their treasure, you know. So that was a really nice thing. And then and I'm, and I'm now doing one room, one cupboard at a time over the next six weeks. That's just my little mission of, of decluttering. 
Um, but the other thing, I was just interviewed by the beautiful Amanda Rootsy just recently, and she's just a, a beautiful, beautiful soul who does a lot of work with teenagers. And she was interviewing me about helping other people who are creating programs and dealing with teenagers. And one of the things that came up was this beautiful youth speaker turned around to this audience of teenagers and said, you know, I want you to think about your brand. Who is who are you? What's your brand and what do you want out there? And and I thought it was such a fantastic analogy as to us as individuals. So, you know, we all talk about brand as being something that seems almost separate to who we are. But the take home I took from it was who's your brand? What what are the posts you're putting on Facebook? What's the brand of how you are as a parent? What's your brand when you're talking to your girlfriends? What's your brand and what's what do you want people to to know you as? And I just thought from a young person's perspective, that was a very good um, way of looking at your behaviours, thoughts um, and how we interact in the world is to look at yourself as if you were a brand and how would you want the world to know that brand to be? So, you know, to bring it back to things like the Wellness Summit and to go to events and things like that, I, I'd like to think that I'm increasing my brand awareness um, when I'm listening to podcasts or going to events. And I'd certainly like to think that I can improve my brand on my delivery, my content, my, my persona, and certainly my personality. And I think that's the greatest take-home I get from being a part of your world is that my brand is empowered with your two brands and I feel very, very proud of who we are on a personal and professional level and I cannot wait to squeeze you both at the Wellness Summit because you know what the reality is? Often, even though we all live within a couple of k's of each other, it's those events that we actually get to catch up. <laughs> oh, I know. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> That's the saddest part, isn't it? Oh, you know, it's the really best part. Best part too, though. <laughs> yeah, true that. So you are there at work? Not. <laughs> yeah, we're there to play. But if you see the three of us humming around together, come in and interrupt us yeah. anyway. It's yeah. fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We're all yours. <laughs> we are. We are. Because then we go home to bed and then we have our – oh, although Karen doesn't sleep with us, does she, Kim? No, no, but I'll be spooning you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll download her from the cosmos. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. Yeah, I'll be out there somewhere, girls. Don't you worry. I'll be out there somewhere. <laughs> oh, let us know if you're coming. Tell the listeners to let us know who's coming too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That would be lovely. I would love to hear that. Yeah, I think on our Facebook page that would be really terrific. Let us know who's coming and how many people you're bringing with you. Mm. So if yeah. you want to, yeah, if yeah, you want to, go to a yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us how many people. I'll just shut up now. No, no, I think that's a great point because you know what? A lot of people have so many friends and relatives and associates and sisters and mothers and husbands that maybe aren't getting it. And this might be a place where there are males here, you know, that they they can bring um, their friends or that they've been trying to talk to about perhaps changing and yeah great idea miss karen so, so just well i don't think it's my idea don't forget to finish up with the wellness summit dates which is the is it the 10th and 11th of september in melbourne and if it's too soon for a lot of people it's on next year again so no excuses mm. that you can't get there now's the time to save for a year's time yeah, it's September the 10th and 11th yeah. uh, in Melbourne. And Kim, um, Karen, you, 
you, you're the one that usually finishes this off. So do you know the link for them to go to? Do you know, I'm actually just looking that up for them right now. The Wellness Couch. Um, no, the Wellness Summit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just the Wellness Summit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just, Yeah, you've got that, Kimmy? You yeah. sure about that? Yeah. I'm just double-checking. No offense. <laughs> I've double-checked me too. <laughs> I, I sound full of confidence, don't I? <laughs> oh, you do. You do. Um, I totally believe you. Oh, this looks hot. This website looks amazing. <laughs> oh, I love it, but I love it. Yes, definitely. Kimmy, you were spot on, your friend, spot Yay. on. Yay. Okay, so go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com and let us know if you're coming. Let us know who you're bringing. Let us know if you've got any challenges that we can help you with and also let us know what you'll be wearing so we can spot you in the crowd. <laughs> You can also go to all the w's.thewellnesscouch.com and post your comments there. As Kimmy said, thewellnesssummit.com. Go to that website, and I'm actually looking at a video on that page right now that is hilarious. It's fabulous. <laughs> I can't wait to play with the wellness boys and Marcus oh, and Kale. I know. And, oh, my gosh. No. And there's another oh. hot guy coming too just quietly. Who? He was the oh, yes, Tom, What's his name? <gasps> Tim Robard. Yes. Yes. Right. He's supposed to be a surprise. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, because I saw him on Facebook the other day that he was coming and I was going to tag you in at Karen Smith. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to tell a soul. Oh. oh well, well it's out. for a chat, listeners, it's out. Don't tell anyone we told you. <laughs> Keep out. <laughs> oh, well, I can't wait to league, league hug, rep and snuggle him. I can tell you. Oh, yeah. I, I actually think he might be in competition with Pete. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he might be. Not one of us has said what he's talking about. <laughs> ah, what is he talking about? Who cares? <laughs> See, you don't have to go to these events to learn anything. It's eye candy all the way. Let's get him for an interview. Yes. Let's pin him down for an interview. Literally. Okay. Absolutely. In my bedroom. I'm my on. Bedroom. I'm on it. Okay. You're on it. on it. Kimmy, you make sure you pin him down for an interview. We'll get him. Oh, and, and then everyone will understand what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I love you, oh, Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> New oh. Year, Easter. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Bloody good oh. Friday. <laughs> Oh, but I love it. I love it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on today's podcast. Make sure that you come up and say hello to us at the Wellness Summit. We're going to see you here, same time, same station, right here on Up for a Chat, where you get to part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All our love. See you, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.